Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of A Little Nerd Music, entitled, And the Oscar Goes To. I'm Kelly. I'm Christina. And um, we have some fandom news, fandom discussions, I guess they would be now, um, because we are starting to do a little fandom news roundup every week called Fandom Fridays, and you guys can check it out. Um um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, too. So, anyway, Christina, the Grammys happened bef- while we were away. Yes, they did. And uh, I am super stoked that Beck won. I don't get these people who, like, have no idea who Beck is. It's not like he's some new guy who just appeared all of a sudden. I know. They make me mad. Is what they- They're like the same people who thought Missy Elliott was new. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I don't like those people. No. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Beck is pretty awesome. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> as usual, Kanye West doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> and uh, tried to... People are like, oh, he didn't really rush the stage. He was just joking. I thought it was funny when we all thought that he was just joking and like being self-aware and stuff. But when I found out it, that he, he wasn't really... joking, then yeah. you're pissed. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, my God. I love the look on Beyonce's face, though, when he was about to go up there. And she was just like, no, Kanye, no. <laughs> and Jay-Z looked like he was about to like smack him. I know. I mean, like, I would smack him if I could. <laughs> It's just like, what's wrong with you? Sit your butt down and just shut it. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's weird because, like, I know a lot of people like his music, but not him. You know? I think it's weird, though, because he, like, makes this big deal about respecting artistry and all this kind of stuff. But by doing this, he is doing the exact opposite of what he's saying needs to be done. Well, that's because he's a hypocrite and an idiot. Yeah, it annoys me. He calls himself Jesus. I mean, come on. <laughs> ugh, I just, ugh. I just, ugh. When He never knows when to shut up. He just doesn't. Ugh. Um, so there were some rumors swirling the internet about <laughs> Emma Watson dating Prince Harry, which I think is like the greatest rumor ever. They would be cute. When I was telling the story to my sister, I was like, oh, yeah, Emma Watson. There's like a rumor going around that Emma Watson's dating Harry Styles. And I'm like, I mean, Prince Harry. And my sister's like, what? I'm confused. (laughs) She's like, because either one, I'm like, okay, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she, Emma Watson, went on Twitter and shut it down in like the cutest way possible. Yeah. Um, by saying, guys, remember the talk we had about believing everything in the media? I, that's not a direct quote, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also, like, posted some video from Alfonso Cuaron's A Little Princess, saying mm-hmm. that you don't have to marry a prince to be a princess. Because every little girl's a princess. Yeah, which I thought was cute. Um, Yeah. So, although I kind of wish it were real. Wouldn't they be adorable? Well, it would just be cool because then Emma Watson would be a princess. Officially. Officially. And, I mean, come on. Everyone loves Emma Watson. 
Like, I don't know anyone that's like, ugh, Emma Watson. <laughs> you know? Um, so, this is actually kind of old news, but they're starting to, like, announce more stuff about it. Um, but the Empire is taking over the Disney Cruise Lines next sum- next year. And Star Wars Day will be brought aboard the Disney Cruise Vacation Packages in 2016. And I'm so excited. <laughs> Can you imagine how cool it would be if we reported from that? I mean, I'm already, because I turn 30 next year, and I'm already, like, campaigning to have that as my 30th birthday present. Wait, you're turning 30 next year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the end of the year, but still. That just blew my mind. (laughs) Thanks. You're like, oh, my God, you're so old. You just blew my mind. (laughs) Um, so anyway, um, it'll be called Star Wars Day at Sea, um, and it'll take place on the Disney Fantasy Cruises, and that's the name of the ship. Um, and it will start January 9th, and it'll be on the, it'll basically be every, there'll be two cruises that are Star Wars Day at Sea per month until April, basically. And um, all the cruises will depart from Port Canaveral in Florida and visit Cozumel, Mexico, the Cayman Islands, and Disney's private Bahamian island, Castaway Cay. Um, You'll get to have meet and greets with the characters, Jedi Training Academy, Star Wars trivia games, arts and crafts, screenings of the films and episodes of Star Wars Rebels, and possibly my favorite part of it... Nightclubs that are um, themed like the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh, my God. With themed cocktails and music and characters. Can we go? I know, I go. right? I want to go so bad. I've never been on a cruise. I went on one <laughs> for my grandmother's birthday, and it was literally called the Silver Sea. <laughs> and I think we were the youngest people there by, like, 50 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Like, whenever we went to the nightclub at night, we were the only ones in there, like my ten cousins and I. Party. Yeah, that's right. We got our own private parties every night. But anyway, um, should we get into some movie news? There's a, a lot of movie news com- um, this time around. Yep. I think there's one that you should announce, Christina. So, Spider-Man is officially joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yay! His rights still belong to Sony, but they will be working in conjunction with Marvel, and he will be featured in a Marvel Studio film before getting his own movie. And no one knows who will be playing him at this point. Sorry, I'm reading an email from my mom. Sorry. Sorry, it was about my accident, so I needed to read it. Um, that uh, Yeah, I read online today that it could be... Um, Spider-Man could be not white for the new Marvel. And I really don't think that's going to happen. I know. Well, some of the people that they are throwing names out there for... Because all the people... Every time I see them talking about it, it's not people with actual sources. It's like fan casting. And while I think it would be really cool, they've said that it's going to be Peter Parker Uh and not 
any other version of Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Which makes me think that they're going to stick with a typical white guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would agree, but you never know. And since they're doing that, I don't see why they can't keep Andrew Garfield. I think they just... I have a feeling that they just don't like Andrew Garfield. That's like the sense I get. That's the feeling I get at Sony, for sure. Yeah. Because they're trying to get rid of him at like any cost, basically. Which is sad, because I love him. And they're trying to kind of portray it like, oh, it was this mutual decision. Like, he decided he didn't want to and all this stuff. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. He went to Comic-Con two years in a row dressed up as Spider-Man. I don't think he's going to be like, nah, I don't want it. And he wanted to do Avengers so bad. I know. I feel so bad. I know. I feel bad for him. What I really hope, though, is that we don't find out who's playing Spider-Man. And you just find out in the movie when he pulls off his mask. That's never going to happen with the internet. It could. It would be very, very difficult. If they did it, they'd have to do like a closed set and then like have a bunch of other big name actors do it just for fun for the day. But the thing is that he's I don't think he's going to be a major role in the movie that he's appearing in. So if they just do a quick cameo with like a skeleton crew, they could do it. Right. But I'm saying like, you know how on sitcoms before when they had like a when they had a um cliffhanger ending or a surprise ending to a season, they would film like four different versions just to like throw the audience off. That was that's what you would have to do now. Like you'd have to film like a bunch of different versions just to throw people off. Reaching way back for a super nerdy reference, I used to watch Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember for the series finale, they shot multiple versions, uh-huh. and they didn't even tell the cast like which one was the real one. They shot them all, and no one found out until it aired. Really? Um, going back to my nerdy, nerdy obsession with Friends, apparently, like, you know, the one season when Ross says Rachel's name at the altar? Yeah. That's supposedly, like, I read an article that's, like, one of the best cliffhangers of all time because it was over the season, like, the season ending. And apparently they shot it where he said the right name, one where he said the wrong name, one where he said, like, a totally different name just so that it would throw the people off and they wouldn't know what happens. Uh Uh-huh. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything at all, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I hope... That Andrew Garfield gets to stay. I like him. And he looks good in spandex. And the main source that's being quoted as having insiders saying that he's out is also the same people who said that the deal was dead to begin with. So I'm holding out a little hope. Yeah. Well, I think the case is that they just haven't decided yet. Yeah. I think if they had decided, they'd be more open about it. Like, oh, yeah, we're casting for the new Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. So, um, when I wrote this piece of fandom news, this was actually happening, and now I'm hearing that it might not. Yeah. There is a rumor that perhaps Fifty Shades of Crap gets two more movies. (laughs) Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Um, But now they're saying that it might not because E.L. James is insisting that she write them, and everyone knows that she's an awful writer. That's not a secret. Even the people who like Fifty Shades of Grey know that she's an awful writer. 
It's fanfic of Twilight. Where how like how good could the writing be? Well, not only that. Okay, and I didn't realize this until one of my friends pointed it out. This three book thing, it was all one fan fiction. Yeah. So she just cuts it in weird places. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's just weird. In other Fifty Shades of Grey news, um, <laughs> Jamie Dornan might not be returning now. Although I saw some articles saying like, oh, he's looking forward to participating and has plans to do the second movie and stuff. But I'm like, if he signed a contract for three movies, I doubt he would say that he's not doing it before he figured out the legal means to get out of it. I don't think they signed a contract. Oh, really? Because I heard they had to sign three picture deals. Oh, really? At least that's what they said on the radio. Oh, I don't know. All I know is I read some article in, like, Glamour or something where he was, like, he felt um, uncomfortable that, like, it's out in the world and that his daughter would one day see it. I did see an interview where he was talking about it where he said after shooting each day he felt, like, dirty and had to, like, take a really long shower before he faced his family. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, like... I'm acting out these things that I would never, ever, ever do to a woman. <laughs> yeah, and, like, if you guys don't know who Jamie Dornan is, I apparently he has, like, two or three sisters, and his father is an OBGYN. Oh, God. So he's just, like, constantly surrounded by women. <laughs> so, I, I mean, as I would understand exactly what he means, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be around that. But, you know, you also have to make money. And I think that's what he was doing. His wife was pregnant and he needed money. Which, I mean, why not? He wasn't he wasn't going on once upon a time enough to make it work. Um. <laughs> but he's got a TV show that he's on. Yeah, he does now. With um, Jillian Anderson. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, but anyway, on the outline, I made a bunch of jokes about, like, I, I think that Jamie Dornan getting out of the Fifty Shades of Grey sequels is something that Robert Pattinson wishes he could have done. Can I just say, though, about Jamie Dornan, that he's completely okay playing a serial killer on his TV show, but he feels dirty playing Christian Grey. That's a big difference, I think. Yeah, but I'm I would feel the same way. Like, I don't get how people, like, think that it's romantic and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not. I actually read a really good article on Hypeable. And I think I even either sent it to you or posted it on Facebook or something. Yeah, I read Like, the person is just like, it's not okay. Like, who is reading this and thinking that this is romantic? Because whatever, everything he's doing is not okay. I was reading something about, like, what to do for the Valentine's Day weekend. And they mention that the last five years isn't really a romance because, like, they broke up. and But they didn't say anything about Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, well, I don't know. I did, I did not see the movie. I know you thought I was going to. <laughs> I did not. But my cousin saw it, and she told me that people were laughing. Like, it's so bad. People were literally laughing in the movie theater. Oh, God. And I'm like, I kind of wish I'd been there just to watch other people react to it. I'm curious about the kind of money it's going to pull in, like, this weekend. 
I heard already it went down a lot um, last weekend. Yeah. I just think that now people are starting to talk about it, and they know it's crap, and they just don't want to even be bothered with it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of lost the cultural phenomenon factor to the box office now, so that's kind of what I'm curious about. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys have seen it, please, by all means, let us know. I, I'm interested to see what you think, but I, I, I couldn't watch it. Oh, I also heard that um, the director may be dropping out. So basically, nobody wants to be a part of it anymore. Well, I saw this interview with her, and she was talking about how difficult it was working with E.L. James and like how they're constantly butting heads. And yeah. they were asking, like, why didn't she quit? And she's like, I don't quit anything. Like, that's her only reason not for leaving the movie in the middle of it. She's like, I don't quit things in the middle. Yeah, that's not cool. Anyway, um, yeah. We'll see if it, it actually gets made. I kind of doubt it, though. Although I would enjoy more super awkward interviews with Jamie Dornan. It's so funny, though, because they clearly hate each other. I know. It's so awkward. I know. <laughs> uh, so apparently Lionsgate is considering doing Hunger Games and Divergent prequels and prequels slash sequels. I don't know which they would do for each of them. But um, just to prolong the franchise even more. Well, aren't there Hunger Games prequel books coming out? I thought. I I, I haven't heard that. Or did I, I might I might have just misunderstood an article talking about movies. I I don't know. I hadn't heard that, but maybe. I think that could be interesting with the Hunger. I don't know anything about Divergent or anything, but I think it could be interesting with the Hunger Games, like learning how that society came to be. I actually wouldn't mind reading prequels about the original uprising. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, even though it was, like, what, 75 years before? So it would be completely different people altogether, but it would be interesting. Well, I mean, that's kind of what they did with the Maze Runner. Like, he wrote the original three books, and then he wrote a prequel explaining how it all started. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, And actually, Christina and I were talking about this before we started recording. Neither of us have seen Divergent, and I don't know anything about it, really. Um, so I wouldn't know whether it would make good prequels or sequels. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I literally don't... I barely know what it's about. So, yeah. Um... Christina, I bet you're excited. The official Avengers poster was released. Yeah, I posted it to our Tumblr. Yay! I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I only saw it on my phone, which is only so big. Um, But apparently, from what I understand, um, it confirms some appearances of some of our fan favorite characters, like Peggy Carter and the Falcon. Or is he just Falcon? I don't know. <laughs> the poster? To- I missed part of that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, um, Anth- Anthony Mackie's character's name. Is he the Falcon or just Falcon? Falcon. Oh, okay. So they're on the poster. I had no idea that Idris Elba was in it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See? All kinds of cool stuff getting announced through the poster. 
especially since he was complaining so much about having to do Thor 2. Well, it's only so much fun to be that guy. I don't know his name. Sorry. Heimdall. <laughs> Heimdall. I'm like the keeper of the bridge. He has the cutest little pop figure. <laughs> really? It's How cute are those pop figures? I love them. I want them all. I know. Ryan, you should get them all for us. <laughs> uh, I want Teen Wolf ones. Oh, my God. That's what you meant. And Okay, I had no idea what you were saying when you texted me TW. Uh, teen Wolf. Gotcha. Yeah. They have ones with cast with wings. Aw, cute. Aww. Anyway. <laughs> Back on topic. So I'm excited about this, and I know you don't really care that much, Christina, but the Frozen Fever trailer hit the web today. It's uh, the new Disney short film, and um, it takes place a few months after the events of the original Frozen movie, and Olaf, Elsa, Kristoff, and Sven are throwing on a, a birthday party which I think is really cute. Um, and it can be seen exclusively in front of the new live-action Cinderella movie um, with Kate Blanchett, Helena Bonham Carter, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> that always sounds weird to me. Game of Thrones Richard Madden. And uh, the movie opens March 13th, and that short being in front of it now makes me want to see the movie. Or at least go see the short and then leave the movie. Um, because honestly, I had no interest in seeing that movie at all. See, Christina doesn't even have anything to say about it. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't even know what to comment. <laughs> all right, fine, moving on. Um, here's another thing that only I care about. For those of you who watched The Vampire Diaries, last week we said goodbye to two main characters. Jeremy Gilbert left the show, and he will not be seen probably for about a season or so. He's no longer a series regular. He's only going to come back once in a while. Um, that's Stephen R. McQueen. And Sheriff Liz Forbes, Caroline's mother, died um, this past week. And uh, that was really upsetting. I actually cried during the episode. <laughs> Because they had, like, her funeral, and they said really wonderful things about, like, Caroline, and she's, like, my favorite character, so I was really upset. <laughs> um, I'll be talking about this a little bit more in depth. I'm going to, you know, write about it or something, and we'll post it on the Tumblr. Because uh, Christina couldn't give a crap. <laughs> um the series finale of Red Band Society aired February 7th, and um, it was a back-to-back two-hour finale. Um, yeah, it, I mean, that movie, that movie, that show was good, except for the fact that it was horribly inaccurate. <laughs> um, like, you don't wake up from a coma and go home that day. Like, that just doesn't happen. What? Yeah. Like, because it was ending, the kid in the coma woke up in the finale, right? And then that day he went home because it's the finale. He has everyone went home. That was the whole point, right? They could have at least said, like, oh, we flash forward, like, a little while. Right? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but it was, 
I mean, it was a pretty good show, and I'm sad to see it go. And Dave Annable is always fun to watch. And Mandy Moore was cute in it, and obviously Octavia Spencer's awesome. The kids did a good job. And um, it was really cute. At the Oscars, Octavia Spencer brought Charlie Rowe, who played Leo Roth on the show, um, as her date, which was really adorable. Cute. Yeah, that kid sitting next to her was on Red Band Society. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was a seat filler. <laughs> no, I was like, hey, it's Charlie Rowe. He's so adorable. I thought that was really cute that she brought him as her date. Oh, I uh, just saw a picture of them on the red carpet. It's cute. Mm-hmm. They're very cute. Um, Octavia Spencer's character was really funny. I liked her a lot. I wish that show had done better. Um, so there's a possibility that John, John Diggle, is that his name? You would know better than me. I don't know his first name. I just know him as Diggle. <laughs> I think John it's John Diggle, John yeah, Diggle right. from Arrow could be um, the Green Lantern. What? Dun, dun. Um, the, the Arrow executive producers are considering making him like the secret Green Lantern, which would be really cool because Diggle kicks ass. Everyone loves Diggle. It just, that's just the way it is. Oh, apparently the actor has confirmed that the showrunners are discussing it. That would be awesome. I mean, you just started watching the show and you love Diggle. Because Diggle's awesome. I know. Diggle is awesome. Diggle's the best. Um, I really hope he's the Green Lantern. That, that'd be so cool. Um... A few weeks ago, Jimmy Fallon finally hosted his um, Saved by the Bell reunion. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. It was amazing. I didn't realize how many people they got back. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And one of them, wasn't it Tiffany Thiessen? Is that her name? She was pregnant. Yeah. Wasn't she? So they made that in, they put that into the storyline, which was adorable. And uh, it's just crazy how much they all look the same. Right? It's like they are all look older, but they've all aged really well. Ah, I see. I mean, I've only seen like a handful of episodes of that because we're a little young for it. Um, but it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the joke that they made about her being a stripper. <laughs> I also was like, where's Screech? being insane I know right? so they just sort of made Jimmy Fallon into like Screech <laughs> um, if you guys haven't seen it it's on YouTube and we'll post it to the Tumblr it's pretty funny um, yeah I, I was very impressed good job Jimmy Fallon again you bring some awesome like fun segments to your show like all the time um, yeah I watched the Odd Couple premiere last How week. How was that? It wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it was fine. As I said before, I just root for anything with Matthew Perry in it. I just want it to succeed. And I, you know, um, what's his name? Thomas Lennon plays Felix. And he just sort of, he's believable as Felix as like the uptight one. 
I don't know why, but it's pretty funny. There's like a running joke where he signs all his like notes to Oscar F U. And he's like, why do you keep telling me F U? Why do you keep telling me F U? He's like, it took me so long to figure out how to meant Felix Unger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was okay. It's worth watching and seeing if you like it. I don't think it's going to go on forever, but it might make it, it might get another season. That sounds really promising, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like everything with Matthew Perry just crashes and burns. I feel so bad for him. I know. Well, think about it this way. He almost didn't take friends because he was going to do a futuristic yeah. show about LAX. About like alien luggage or something, right? Um, it was baggage handlers in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, he talks about it a lot, uh, that he almost turned down friends for a futuristic baggage handler show. Oh my god. Yeah. And then, like, right after he auditioned for, uh, Chandler, the show got cancelled, and he was like, alright, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Worked out well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although... I know, I know I would pay to see the first episode of, like, a 90s baggage handler show. It'd be pretty funny to actually watch it. Just to see how horribly bad it is. Anyway, Christina, you watched the Agent Carter finale. It yes. was so Third good. Day, right? Yeah. Yeah, how was it? Good? It was good. It wrapped up a lot of the major storylines while still having other cliffhangers for if they get picked up for a second season, which they're hoping for, apparently. Mm-hmm. I think and they will. I I don't know, just because it makes me nervous. It should get a second season, though, especially since it's only like an eight-episode season. Mm-hmm. But it ended... So, have you watched it all? Uh, I watched the first episode. Okay, so you won't know this, but um, there's this Russian scientist that they brought back from Russia that they thought they were rescuing, but he turned out to be, like, the big bad. Okay. So he's Dr. Faust, and he is able to talk people into mind-controlling them, kind of. Okay. he can make people believe they're someplace else. So, like, in the finale, he convinced Howard that he was flying over the Arctic to rescue Steve. When really he was flying into New York to, like, commit an act of terrorism. Oh, no. They stopped him, obviously. Um, But so at the end, he's getting put in a prison cell. And it turns out he's sharing a cell with um, Armin Zola. Okay. Do you remember him from the movies? No. He's the... the, Sorry! uh, He was the right-hand man of the Red Skull. And he's the one who was in charge of the Winter Soldier program. Oh, okay. So the implication is that these two guys work together to brainwash Bucky. Oh, no. <gasps> Which breaks my heart because the thing that this um, Fenhoff or Faust was doing was sending people back to, like, when they last felt happy and stuff. Which means that Bucky's first few missions, he might have thought that he was fighting with Steve. Oh, okay. So it, it, it just it makes me sad. I'm sorry. But they also introduced um, the Black Widow Academy on the show, which I found interesting. Oh, what's that? It's like where all the Black Widows came from. 
Wait, there's more than one? Well, because Black Widow is like a term for these assassins that came out of Russia and stuff. It's not just um, her. Ah, got it's it. not just Natasha. So okay. These are like the earlier versions of Natasha Romanoff. Oh, cool. That's kind of cool. I mean, I meant to watch it. And then that just didn't happen. <laughs> when you have time, I would say it's worth it, especially since it's a short run. Yeah, I mean, I'm, now I have that and the um, Sons of Liberty show to watch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So how was the Sleepy Hollow finale? Another thing. I, or no, the... Yeah, the Sleepy Hollow finale. Another thing I didn't watch. It was good. It was interesting because they sent Abby back in time. Uh-huh. So Again? <laughs> Wait, she's never been back in time. Really? I feel like she has. Maybe I'm just imagining it. They sent her back to, like, colonial time. Oh. So she was, like, the duck out of water trying to convince Ichabod back then to listen to her. Oh, my. That must have been funny. I'm guessing that since you haven't watched in a while, you don't know that Kachina turned into the villain. (laughs) No, I did not know that. Yeah, so she went back in time to kill Ichabod, and Abby kind of latched on and went back with her. Oh, why'd she become the villain? What the hell? It kind of built up, like, with her using dark magic and stuff, and then she really snapped when they killed Henry. Uh, I think she was, like, the last one I saw was the one with the painting. Oh, that was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. That was the last one I saw. (laughs) I know. I know how you feel about live painting. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> but um I do need to watch it. I do like that show. See, this is why I think that you should count watching things on Hulu as viewership. They really should. Because I just don't have time. <laughs> or the D V R space. Well they do count D V R recordings now in like next day ratings or something. I know, but I don't have D V R space. <laughs> Because I keep fun stuff, and then I don't have the space to keep the stuff I actually need to watch. For the shows I really like, I record it and then delete it after. Yeah. It's just so like it counts as a recording. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, but yeah. But I know like some people who only watch on Hulu. Ah. Uh. So I feel like that should count as ratings. Anyway, um... I do need to watch it, because I do like that show, and apparently you were saying it might not be coming back. And they ended it in a way where if that's the series finale, it's okay, but there's also room to grow if it isn't. So they know that it might be the end. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Well, that's good. I always like it that they like tie up loose ends. It's not like, now what? They completely dropped the Angel storyline, though, so I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah. Like it just disappeared. They just didn't like that storyline anymore. Apparently. Um, I don't know. Angels on TV. I don't know if you remember that um, show on the CW, The Secret Circle. Vaguely. They ended that because they didn't know it was going to not get picked up. It ended on like a ginormous cliffhanger. I hate those. And then it never got picked up again. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, this new coven of witches came to the town. I'm like, well, now what? 
Um, yeah. So, what is this about Vikings you're talking about, Christina? So, apparently, I was reading about this on Tumblr, that different versions of Vikings aired on different countries, I'm assuming, because the other version I heard reference on, like, some version of HBO, which I'm guessing since it's a cable network, they didn't have, like, the commercial breaks the History Channel would have, so that's why it could be longer. Right. But apparently, um, like, they cut out a part of the scene with um, Ragnar and Athelstan, who are two of the main characters. Okay. Where instead of them just kind of having the philosophical discussion and, like, the personal moment between them, like, he was also asking, like, well, what would happen today if I asked you again to, like, come to my bed and all this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot more sexy times. Oh, interesting. A lot of times when it airs in other countries, it can be more misgay than it can be here. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious about the relationship between those two characters and where it's going to go and if Athelstan is the death that we're going to have this season. So we shall see. Okay. That's also a show that's only like 10 episode season. So a lot gets packed into each episode. Oh, cool. Um, so it was announced, I think, today that there will be, that Disney XD is doing a reboot of DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> you have to do it. You can't not do it. I did think it in my head. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what DuckTales is, um, it's like a spinoff, kind of, of Donald Duck, where, like, his grandfather, Scrooge McDuck, is, like, this ginormous millionaire or something. He, like, swims in his gold. Remember, he swims in his gold. I thought he was their uncle. Is he... Maybe he's... Um, I think he's Donald's uncle, and then Huey, Dewey, and Louie are his great nephews. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Huey, Dewey, and Louie were also in it. Um, I was reading in the article that Donald will have a bigger part, whereas in the show... Previously in the 90s, he only showed up once in a while. Do we get Darkwing Duck? I hope so. I mean, if they're going to bring back DuckTales, they have to bring back, like, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears, Under the Umbrella Tree. I mean, like, let's just bring it all back. <laughs> it's not going to air until, like, 2017, though, or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember, so he has, like, this giant vault of gold, and he used to have a diving board, and he would swim in his gold. And my sister and I were like, I want to do that. I want to swim in gold. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I did read somewhere, though, that he's like the richest fictional character or something. He is. Yeah, I have read that, too. He's richer than like Bruce Wayne or something. Well, if you can swim in your gold, Bruce Wayne doesn't swim in his gold. Exactly. Yeah, that's right, Bruce Wayne. Get your act together. Start swimming in your gold. Well, if he didn't spend all his money on random gadgets. I know. Why do you need the utility belt? You could just swim in your gold. Um, oh, the McDuck family is worth $900.4 billion, in case whoa. anyone was interested. Whoa. That's like more money than I could even fathom. I know it's fake money, but still. That's crazy. They beat out the second place by $850 million or so. What second place? Um, the Al Ghul family. Ah. Raz Al Ghul. Exactly. That's funny. 
I like that it's a Disney family. That's the most rich. That's the richest. Um, Scrooge McDuck personally is worth forty-four point one billion, apparently. Billion? Yeah. Wow. Scrooge McDuck. He's awesome. I totally like. Sometimes like, I forget about it, and then someone will mention it, and I'm like, oh yeah, Ducktales. What was the other one? Tailspin. That was the other one that was fun. Um, these are all like really awesome '90s Disney shows. If you guys don't remember them, Tailspin was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I have a coworker whose initials are DW, and every time he initials something, I think of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Um, okay, anyway, um, did you watch the Grammys, Christina? No. Me either. (laughs) Never got around to it. Um, but the Grammys aired February 8th, Sunday, February 8th, and, um, we, I think we talked, I mean, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast. Um, Beck won for Record of the Year, right? Album of the Year, Record of the Year? The the big one. (laughs) Record of the year. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Sam Smith won Best New Artist. Even though I can't stand that Take Me to Church song. Isn't that him? That's Hozier. <laughs> oh. The other one he has, then I don't like him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't watch it at all. Sorry, guys. Wish I could give you more info about it. Um, a couple weeks ago, SNL aired its 40th anniversary special. And that I watched... It was amazing. Uh, did you watch it, Christina? Yeah. The one thing I think, I wish they stopped trying to make the Californians happen because it's not funny. Really? I thought it was mildly funny. It was okay because of all the cameos, but like the skit itself is not funny. No, it's not. But I mean, the thing that made it good was the cameos. Mostly Betty White. I thought, I thought the Taylor Swift did a really good job. True. Yeah. And the fact that Bradley Cooper made out with Betty White, that was just amazing. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't real happy with them um uh, with them having other people impersonate um like Chris Farley and uh Roseanne Rosanna Dana and Stefan. I mean like I get it, they're classics and they should be remembered because um, Chris Farley obviously passed away, and so did. Um... Isn't it Gilda Radner? Yes, Gilda Radner. Um, I think it's good that we remember them and they're honored. But I would I... rather them just play classic clips. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. And uh, Ed Norton was okay as Stefan, but I mean, really, we need a real Stefan. Which we did get. Yeah, we got two Stefans, <laughs> which was pretty sweet. And the cold open was awesome. Thank you, Justin Timberlake, for being awesome. <laughs> um, it was interesting that they honored Tracy Morgan. I thought that was nice. And uh, also, the other thing that made me really happy was that Weekend Update was anchored by three women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin's first joke made me laugh so hard. I don't even remember it. She said that back when she started, she was the only um, attractive blonde giving the fake news, and now there's a whole network devoted to it, and they flashed the Fox News logo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, 
And she just had the smirk on her face, like, yep, still got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, I love Tina Fey, so she can do no wrong. <laughs> and what else did they do? They did Celebrity Jeopardy. That was pretty good. Wasn't Kate McKinnon Justin Bieber? Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Anytime they make fun of Justin Bieber, I'm I'm all for it. Just because he's so easy to make fun of. I don't even really mind him that much. I just... I just think that he's so easy to make fun of. One thing I thought was awkward, though, during the Weekend Update tribute, mm-hmm. that they completely skipped over Cecily Strong. Yeah. I think they want to kind of erase that from the history. Because they went through, like, everyone, and then they just, like, skipped her. Yeah. That doesn't really surprise me. Um, Some of the things I'm like, I remember this skit, but I don't like it very much. Like that one with, the, um, with Will Ferrell where they're singing the songs. I, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, with um, Anna Gastar? Yeah. Like, I don't remember what it was called. But yeah. I'm like, it's kind of funny, but I feel like it's kind of overdone. I feel like if they're doing a whole segment of like the musical numbers, it's one you have to include. Yeah. Celebrity Jeopardy is always awesome. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So if you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, it is on On Demand right now, and it's... It's really funny. I laughed out loud many, many times. And uh, plus, Justin Timberlake was awesome. They had some really good uh, performances, uh, except for Miley Cyrus and Kanye. I thought Miley was not bad. (laughs) Really? I, as you know, I don't like country, so I just couldn't listen to it. Well, it was Paul Simon, but okay. She made it country, though. I, when I started listening to it, it sounded country, and I don't like her, so I got rid of her, so I just uh, muted it. I, I I thought it was good, personally. Oh, okay. Well, good. I have less of a passionate hate for country than you do, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it was, I thought it was good. Uh, so let's talk about what the big thing that happened this weekend, the Oscars. Oh, that thing. Yay! Neil Patrick Harris, I love you. Yes, he was not as good as Ellen. No one will top Ellen. Or Billy Crystal. I think they win for the two best hosts. I feel like it's getting to the point where no one is a good host, according to the internet. No, everyone loved Ellen last year. Really? Yeah. And didn't Billy Crystal host, like, not that long ago, like, three years ago or something? I have no idea. Something like that. And everyone enjoyed that when he came back to host. Um, I was surprised that Birdman swept so much of it. I'm not really surprised. I was surprised for certain specific categories. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was going to go more to like the more serious films. I was shocked it got best screenplay. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think it was a night of like all really awesome speeches. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones. Although there were also ones from like the random people that like they played the the playoff music and then they just ignored it and kept talking. I mean, it went like an hour late almost. Yeah, it went forty five minutes over. Yeah. But I I found that pretty hilarious. <laughs> that they would just keep talking they just totally ignored it. Like like it never happened. Um yeah. I thought that was pretty great my favorite speech was that guy graham moore he he was my favorite speech for the imitation game yeah yeah that was good yeah i thought 
another good speech though was um common and john legend yeah theirs was good too common was almost rapping his <laughs> maybe he just can't stop it <laughs> he seems like a pretty cool guy yeah um the performances were really good there was the everything is awesome performance by the lonely island and tegan and sarah I like when the Lonely Island came out in, like, their powder blue suits and capes. Yeah, I mean, they're just amazing. I was just sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, my God, Andy Samberg is performing at the Oscars. I know, right? I remember when they performed at the Grammys and they were like, oh, my God, we're performing at the Grammys. Um, they did a great job. I, I thought it was great. Uh, it's funny though because my parents were like, "Oh, there's so much going on," and I'm like, "But that's the way it is when they play it in the movie." Did you see that Questlove was playing the drums? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That's his name, Questlove. I'm like, it's the guy from The Roots. I just don't remember his name. Um, and then, oh my gosh, who? Okay, I guess I'm the only one that didn't know that Lady Gaga could sing like that. Well, I mean. We've heard her kind of, to a certain extent, sing like that with Tony Bennett. Right. But it's different when she's on stage at the Oscars singing The Sound of Music. Yeah, because I think I told you, I'm like, oh my god, Lady Gaga's gonna Lady Gaga The Sound of Music, which is gonna be scary. But it was, it blew me away how good she was. That's like a career-defining kind of moment. Yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. The funny thing is, okay, did you see her on the red carpet? No. Uh, my cousins and I were watching the red carpet special beforehand, and I was like, why is she wearing dishwashing gloves? And then I was watching, like, the fashion police thing, and they were like, why is she wearing dishwashing gloves? And I'm like, oh my god, it's the same thing I thought. She was wearing, like, bright red dishwashing gloves with her dress. Um. Yeah, I saw a really cute picture of her crying backstage after. Oh, really? Why? No, like, that she was really happy and proud of herself. Oh, like, that's... Happy tears. That's awesome. Yay, her. Um, I like that everyone... Going back to the Everything is Awesome trailer, or, I mean, performance, I like that, every, like, a lot of people got Lego Oscars. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I like him. I was watching it again on YouTube, and when they hand one to Channing Tatum, he, like, smiles really big. Aww. He's like, this is as close as I'm ever going to get to an Oscar. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty cute. Um, I think most adorable speech, though, goes to Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne is freaking adorable. I love this little dance. I know. And, like, halfway through his speech, he looks down, sees the Oscar, and just goes, wow. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like he forgot it was in his hand or something. Oh. You know... For a second there, I thought that maybe Michael Keaton would win. And I'm like, I really hope not, though. I really, really want Eddie Redmayne to win. That, like, the way that he did everything in that movie from the little I've seen is just, like, incredible. I know. I really want to see that movie now. Because, like, I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, well, I mean, how big a deal is it? Like, they had to use CGI for, like, when he had ALS and stuff. I'm like, no, that was all Eddie Redmayne. It's like, what? I know. That's pretty amazing. And I like that he dedicated the Oscar to the Hawking family. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw online um, either today or yesterday that like Stephen Hawking was like congratulating him and stuff. I think at the movie premiere, he did the walk the red carpet with Stephen Hawking. 
Oh, really? How fun. Because I saw a picture of him and Stephen Hawking and Felicity Jones and... Uh, Jane Hawking? Yeah. I don't oh. know what her last name is now. But... Oh. Jane. <laughs> Whatever her name is. Um, he, by far, was the best winner. It was very cute. Um, I didn't realize he was 33 years old. Right? He, he like, doesn't age. I thought he was, like, maybe our age. It always shocks me how much older he is. I know. I think because he has so many freckles, you're just like, oh, he's a baby. <laughs> um, yeah. I love him on Graham Norton that time he was on with Anna Kendrick. That was awesome. I saw a picture today of, like, a school picture of him and Prince William. What? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, they went to school together. Yeah. Um, they were both prefects. No, really? That's re- that's a real thing? Yeah. That's a real that's thing in Britain. That's awesome. I thought that was just a Harry Potter thing. <laughs> um, speaking of Anna Kendrick, I thought she did a great job in the opening number, but it could just be because I love her. It was cute. Yeah. I, I did enjoy when she chucked her shoe at Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, she's wearing the Cinderella dress. <laughs> Yay. And wasn't that opening song written by the writers of Frozen? Yeah. Um, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Good. I mean, some of the jokes were not that great. Yeah. Some of them are really good. Oh, my God. The But the thing about his Oscar predictions, I'm like, we don't care, Neil. Yeah, that's what everyone said. I did my the one I laughed out loud was when J.K. Simmons won, and he's like, he got an Oscar. Bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, bum, bum. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Patricia Arquette, I think, made a big um splash talking about um equal pay for women. I was so annoyed with Yahoo after, though. Why is that? Because they wrote an article about it, and the gist of their article was like, well, she doesn't really know what she's talking about because the gender gap, like, the gender pay gap isn't that bad. I'm like, that's what you got out of this? (laughs) It's like, well, men make more than women, but, like, it's not that much more, so we don't really need to worry about it. It's like, (laughs) there's this thing called equality. Yeah, but that's not happened yet. Like, there's something we should be striving for. We're not like, well, we're almost equal or we're getting near equal, so we don't need to worry anymore. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Like, meh. That's pretty much what's going on. That's good enough. <laughs> um, so I didn't even realize this until you put it in the outline, Christina, that Joan Rivers was left out of the in memoriam. Right? Isn't that weird? That is weird. I mean, she was like an integral part of the Oscars. Did she? No, she died this year, right? Yeah. Huh. Maybe they just forgot? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just, it stood out. Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice it till you said that, but now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's true. Um, That's too bad. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about Juliana Rancic? Oh, my God. Like, I, I didn't watch the red carpet just because I didn't care. But uh, the next morning, like, my mom texted me. She's like, oh, my God, Juliana Rancic's an idiot. And I'm like, uh, okay. So then I looked it up, 
And so Zendaya was walking the red carpet and she had a wig or weave or something on that gave her dreads. Okay. And Juliana Rancic's comment was that she, she like either smells like or she probably smells like patchouli oil and weed. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where the second you hear someone say it, you kind of get that gut punch. You're like, oh my God. Um, Christina was telling me about this before the podcast started. And I didn't, I don't know who Zendaya is. So I laughed pretty hard. But I mean, now that you tell me who she is and her ethnicity, it is bad. But because I don't know who she is, I'm like, haha, that's funny. But like, they were showing her on the red carpet when she said it. Uh, okay. So it was very clear. And she tries to pass it off like, oh, I didn't mean to be racist. Like, I was just referencing her bohemian chic look or something like that. It's like, it, it, not knowing something is racist doesn't excuse you from saying something is racist. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think being a TV personality, you just have to be so careful about what you're saying all the time, you know? You should know better than to say a black person with dreads probably smells like weed. <laughs> Sorry. Just, it just sounds ridiculous. Right, though? It's like, it's not something that, like, you should have to say going into, like, a status meeting before doing the red carpet. It's like, hey, don't say young people smell like drugs. Maybe, you know? Yeah, probably. Just a thought. Um, yeah. I just think that people just need to learn to zip it. <laughs> I mean, it always gets people in trouble. You just learn to zip it, and you'll be a lot more better off. I thought Zendaya responded with a lot of class, though, about it. Oh, really? She posted kind of a long post on her Instagram about um, prejudice in society and how people shouldn't be shamed for the way they look and that she was hurt at first, but she wanted to form an educated response and she appreciates the apology, but it should be a learning experience like for our society and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which is way better than I would have done because I would just been like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I would have probably, if I were Zendaya, I would have just been mad. I would. I almost said a word that we shouldn't say on the podcast, but that's what I would have done. <laughs> nice. Good job. Thanks for censoring. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about something that we have become mildly obsessed with in the past week. Mildly. Christina and I are talking about the last five years, the movie with Anna Kendrick and Jeremy Jordan of Newsies and Bonnie and Clyde and Broadway fame. Wasn't he on Smash? And Smash. (laughs) Um, if you guys haven't seen it, it's amazing. Um, I watched it on Valentine's Day by myself, and it was so good. I, like, was crying watching it, which sounds like it's not good, but it was good. Um, it's based on the 2002, I believe, musical by Jason Robert Brown. Good job. Yay. And, um, uh, the original... Jamie was Norbert Lear, Leo Butts, and who was the original Kathy? Um, off Broadway or in Chicago? Off Broadway. Sherry Renee Scott. Oh, cool. Um, so the movie, the 
show, I guess it is, kind of works where it's this couple and they go through their relationship, the woman starting from the end of the relationship to the beginning and the man going in typical chronological order. And then the only time they really perform together is at their wedding. And um, Which in the stage production is the only time they're even on stage together. Oh, really? Until the finale. Like, they don't even interact at all on the right. stage. Aw, I think it was kind of cute that they interacted together in the movie, though. I think in a movie environment, they needed to. Yeah. Um, if we were talking about how we just can't hate Jamie, because Jeremy Jordan is, like, so charismatic and adorable. And he's so sweet and earnest in the parts of the relationship before it's falling apart for him that you're so attached to him and you think he's so sweet and wonderful that, like, after the Shmuel song, you can't hate him even as he's cheating on her and it really frustrates me. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh my god, you're being such a douchebag, but you're so adorable. I love the little, like, sound he makes during the Shmuel song where he's like, you should go out onto a limb. A bitch. (laughs) 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 Uh, she's like what I also love when she's like hang on I'm Shmuel in this story I'm not the girl from Odessa (laughs) Um, the music is really catchy and awesome it's good music yeah and even when he's cheating spoiler alert (laughs) When he's cheating on her, I can't hate him because he's cheating on her with his wife. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Ashley. <laughs> She's so adorable. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so good. I'm so obsessed with it right now. I've, I literally have not listened to anything else for like a week. When I was watching the movie, though, I screeched a little when Sherry Renee Scott was on screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was very awesome. How about how come Norbert wasn't in it? Don't know. Um, yeah, it was really good. It didn't feel like really musically. It, I mean, I know it was an operetta and it's all sung. Which, so if you guys don't like musicals, don't see it because it's literally all sung. I think if someone doesn't like musicals, they're not going to be like, huh, you know what? I'm going to see that last five years thing. (laughs) Well, but like some people don't know it's a musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it didn't, the way they played it, like it didn't seem like really choreographed and like, like a musical, you know? Really randomly though in, um, I think it was during moving too fast or like before that or something. Mm -hmm. He rode his bike right past the hotel I stayed at in New York and stopped on the street. I'm like, that street is so sketchy because I got lost there trying to find pizza and I thought I was going to get mugged. <laughs> well, I'm sure they had plenty of security for Jeremy Jordan. Like, literally, I walked by this guy who just had the back of his van open. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I felt was a little out of place was during Moving Too Fast and then all of a sudden they had like this like choreographed dance. Yes, that threw me. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I'm like, that hasn't been happening all all movie, and now all of a sudden we have a choreographed dance. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, Sherry Renee Scott was actually an executive producer on the movie. Oh, cool. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. It was really good. It's funny, though, to hear the, like, updated lyrics. <laughs> I, I laughed about the uh, Russell Crowe line. Yeah, and then the thing about, like, um, she saw his book at a at a Target. Oh, yeah, in instead Kentucky, of Borders. Instead of Borders, and then she's like, um, what was the one? I think it was in her last song. I can't remember what it's called, but she says... Goodbye Until Tomorrow? No, no, the one before that. Better than that. Yeah, I could do better than that, yeah. And she talks about the guy with some very well-placed tattoos instead of he looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no one likes Tom Cruise anymore. <laughs> like, they did a good job of updating it, and it was really cute. The stripper and her snake, that was my favorite. <laughs> I liked when she was in the middle of the field just reenacting the sound of music. Yeah. And, you know, like, obviously in the move er, in the um, stage play, they're not Skyping. And I thought that was cute. You that see, was a like, good idea. His, his reactions. Which is <laughs> like, Wayne. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we could talk about it forever because it's adorable. But we recommend that you watch it. It's on on demand, um, Amazon Instant Video iTunes and it's playing in some major cities. Chicago, LA, New York, places like that. I believe. Is it playing up there at all? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea because I've been avoiding the theaters ever since the local one had a warning not to bring your whips. Oh my. Okay. They don't want people bringing props to the 50 Shades of Grey showings. Um, So... Moving right into Obsessions, my obsession was the last five years soundtrack, which we just talked about forever. So, Christina, what's your obsession? Well, that was going to be my obsession, but you filled it out too fast, so I didn't take it. Well, we can have the same obsession. It's okay. I just wanted some variety. So You've I chose... had this as your obsession before. <laughs> I don't know. It's my obsession in that I completely rewatched the entire second season and I want to say that re-watching it and knowing the plot twist at the end I picked up all these little things that were hinting at it the entire season and it made me appreciate it more do you want to tell the listeners what it is Vikings <laughs> since they can't see our outline <laughs> sometimes I forget <laughs> it's okay I was either gonna put the last five years or friends and it's past 11. I'm starting to snap. <laughs> I know. And we're not even close to being done. I almost said a bad word. Oh, well. No big deal. We have to learn like where, how we can use a, a beeping sound. When we <laughs> um, so should we get into our main discussion? Yes, please. Yay! So we are here to announce the winners of our Fandom Academy Awards. Yay! Yay! I'm excited. It was really fun to like be the one to tally them and see what the winners were. There was a lot more variation than I was expecting. I know. Good job, everyone. So, do you want to start, Christina? Okie dokie. So, the winner of Best Original Screenplay went to Finding Nemo. 
Yay! I think that's a good choice. I don't remember what I voted for, but yes. I don't know either. Um, and the screenplay was written by Bob Peterson, David Reynolds, and Andrew Stanton. Good job, everyone. I'm sure they're not listening, but yay. Congratulations. Yay, you get a Lego Oscar. They don't even get that. <laughs> you get a metaphorical pat on the back. Yeah. Um, best adapted screenplay, and I'm excited about this because this is what I voted for, went to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, novel by J.K. Rowling, and screenplay by Steve Cloves. Yay. You have to read this one because I refuse. <laughs> and best visual effects bleh, went to The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Effects by Jim. Oh, God. Randall, Joe Lettery, Randall William Cook, and Alex Funky? Funk? <laughs> Funk? You know what? I actually like researched on this too. Good job, Kelly. They actually won the Oscar too. Is that that's probably the only overlapping one we have? Oh no, wait, we have another overlapping one at the bottom. I see. Oh, I don't know, but okay. Um, best original song, and this was almost a tie. We it was really very, very, very close. Best original song went to "I See the Light" from Tangled. Uh, music by Alan Menken, lyrics by Glenn Slater, and performed in Disney's Tangled by Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. I did see that going back and forth with Let It Go a lot over the course of the... Um, yeah, it was really close. It was like by one vote. Um, but I love I See the Light. so good. Okay. <laughs> um, best original score went to Hans Zimmer for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yay! Um, achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Went to Guardians of the Galaxy. Makeup yeah. And <laughs> Makeup and hairstyling by Elizabeth Yanni Giorgio and David White. I selected you guys for the Oscar. <laughs> they didn't get it, though. I did, too. <laughs> I like how I picked the right one, but then in my predictions, I'm like, but I don't care. I want them to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. best costume design went to Les Miserables. Costume designed by Paco Delgado. Cool. Um, best animated feature was a tie, which never happens in the Oscars. Only in the Fandom Academy Awards. <laughs> which is impressive uh, considering the number of votes that we got. Yeah, we got a lot. I was impressed. Yeah. Good job, you guys. Thank you so much for voting. That was really awesome of you. Um, the tie was between Finding Nemo, directed by Lee Unkrich and Andrew Stanton, and, surprise, surprise, Frozen, directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. Who, Jennifer Lee, I thought she was Asian. She's not. <laughs> Doesn't she sound like an Asian person? <laughs> I feel like I knew, no, I went to high school with a Jennifer Lee who was Asian. Oh my god, I know like three Jennifer Lees that are Asian. <laughs> Okay, next. Um, next for best ensemble cast, one of our original categories. Went Except to... not really because it's at the SAG Awards. Okay, one of our original Oscar categories <laughs> went to The Avengers, featuring Yay. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, 
Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, Kobe Smulders, Stellan Skarsgård, and Clark Gregg. Yay! Yay! That's a lot. <laughs> That's why they're an ensemble. Yes. Yay them. Um, best actress in a supporting role. Yay! I'm so excited about this one. Went to Dame Maggie Smith as Minerva McGonagall in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. There were a couple late surges by others that I noticed, but she just got out to such an early lead. Yeah, yeah. And I'm impressed that you, that you guys voted for her and not, like, someone more current. Yeah. Good job. And to me, she will always and forever be Granny Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> and best actress in a leading role was another tie. It went to Emma Watson in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 and Emily Blunt for Into the Woods. Yay! I love them both. <laughs> I I saw it like went kept going back and forth, back and forth between the two of them, and then it ended in a time. Like that's perfect. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, because I just sort of eyeballed it at first, and I'm like, I think Emily Blunt won. I'm like, no, I'm Watson. No, Emily Blunt. <laughs> no, I'm Watson. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that makes sense that it was a tie. Um, best support, best actor in a supporting role. Okay, you guys, we get it. <laughs> We get it. The winner is Aaron Tveit, okay? <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> and he blew everyone else out of the water. It was weird because it was like close for a bit with him and I think like Tom Hiddleston or someone. No, like, no. No, like in the very beginning, like it was close. And then uh -huh. after like just like 10 or so votes and all of a sudden it just like whoosh. Yeah, okay. We get it. You love Aaron Tveit. We don't need to break the internet over it. <laughs> we get it, guys. Aaron Tveit loves you back. <laughs> I just need more Aaron Tveit in my life. <laughs> I, need to, I need Graceland to come back. I just love when he's like, it's Tveit. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best video ever. <laughs> I know. I love that video. <laughs> Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> he and Norbert Leo Butts need to do, like, a movie together. Yeah, they do. They did, what was it, Dancing Through Life together? Um, Popular. No. Popular. No, uh, What no. Is This Feeling? That's what it is. I'm like, it was some Wicked song because they were both Fiero at some point in Wicked. Because it was at Miscast. Yes, I love Miscast. It's awesome. Anyway, back to our winners. So, best actor in a leading role. Surprised me, but pleasantly surprised me. Oh, and this one was so far, like... He it wasn't even so close much. at yeah. any point. Went no. to Chris Evans for Captain America the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was not ever close at any point at all. Nope. <laughs> um, Everybody loves Cap. <laughs> Best film series, and I was actually surprised by this. I know that it's very popular, but I was surprised that it won. Um, goes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including movies like that, like Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, Marvel's The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and In the Future... Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, 
Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Avengers Infinity War Part 2, and Inhumans. And now Spider-Man. And now Spider-Man. I saw this post on Tumblr that made me laugh today that was talking about how all these sequels can have like subtitles. So it's like Thor The Dark World and Captain America The Winter Soldier. But Iron Man is just Iron Man 3 because anything else would imply that Tony Stark could be about anything else. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is like, I feel like it's unfair because the MCU has so many more movies than everybody else. I know. Like, there's always one that someone likes. Yeah, there's like 17 of <laughs> Marvel movies and there's like eight Harry Potter. Or like six Star Wars or whatever it is, you know? I remember when the first Iron Man came out, like, it didn't feel like it was going to be this bigger universe. And as each one kind of started coming out, it was like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, next one, Christina. Next one also surprised me, but pleasantly, fandom MVP went to Chris Evans. You know, it was very close with Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Which didn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, and just goes to show you, I mean, we were going to talk about this earlier, but Chris Evans and Chris Pratt uh, recently went to Christopher's Haven Children's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, and made good on their bet um, from the Super Bowl, which was awesome, which is why he gets Phantom MVP. And also, I think Clark Gregg told the story at Comic-Con. Where he... Oh, um, Tom Hiddleston talked about it on the red carpet, I saw. Oh, well, I saw, I heard Clark Gregg talk about it at Comic-Con one time, too. It's a popular story amongst the guests. Yeah, that uh, apparently Chris Evans sent a text to everyone in the Avengers cast when he wanted to get together with just one word, assemble. <laughs> and apparently he did that one night when they went to a club and, like, someone was having, like, their bachelor or bachelorette party there or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like... Tom Hiddleston was talking about, like, yeah, you could just look out at the dance floor. It's like, wait, why is Black Widow dancing with the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and finally, best picture Yay. <laughs> goes to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, starring Chris Evans, Samuel L. Jackson, Scarlett Johansson, Robert Redford, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Kobe Smulders, Emily Van Camp, Haley Atwell, and Toby Jones. Yay. Yes, we get it, you guys. Captain America and Marvel rule the world. <laughs> Thank you for making that so very, very clear. <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. I know. That shocked me. Like, how much it won by. I mean, I get it. Chris Evans is adorable, and I love him in Captain America the Winter Soldier. I did not, however, like the first Captain America. I I enjoyed it, but I think that's because I like all those characters so much, so I always enjoy, like, a good origin story. But it's like, then Captain America the Winter Soldier came out, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thank you all for voting. Christina, do you want to announce the winner of our... Of our prize and you want to announce what the prize is well you need to announce what the prize is because i don't know specifically (laughs) okay but our winner was elisa who happened to actually be our very first vote 
Yay! Congratulations, Lisa. Um, and the prize is, well, we had to stick with gold because Oscars are gold. Um, it's a gold color, gold. not actual gold. <laughs> yeah, we're giving bars of gold to everybody they voted. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> because we're actually made of money. Um, we're giving colored gold headphones to Lisa for winning our little pool. Congratulations, Lisa. And now you can listen to us through gold headphones. And everyone will know that you won the Fandom Academy Awards. Yay. Yay. Everyone at least that knows that that's what it means. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yay. Thank you guys so much. And we're really hoping that maybe we can do this for the Emmys. And um, Actually, we, we want to do this for the Emmys because, I mean, there's so many fandom TV shows. So that'll be fun. So there'll be another one, and we hope you guys vote again. We had a great turnout, and we really, really want you guys to keep voting, keep listening, and we'll have even better prizes next time, I swear. Um, should we get into episode MVP? Sure. Um, so we actually have different episode MVPs, which is very rare for us. I know. <laughs> My episode MVP is Neil Patrick Harris, because... It's hard to follow Ellen. Yeah. It's hard. And he did a pretty good job. I mean, it wasn't great, but I laughed at most most of his jokes. Um, that one at the beginning where he was like, the night where we celebrate Hollywood's brightest and whitest. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, although we we think it's a little overdone with this whole Oscar predictions thing, but he did do a good job. And wow, he is very brave to come out on stage on national television in underwear. Yeah, <laughs> that is brave. And congratulations, David Burka. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even my brother-in-law was like, "That can't be real," and I'm like, "I'm sure it is." <laughs> Um, I think he did a good job. I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't perfect, but he's like the master of hosting shows. Seriously. It's like, what happened? He needs to do the Grammys now. He needs to pry it away from LL Cool J. Yeah, he needs to get award show hosting EGOT. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So congratulations, NPH, for being her MVP. Well, your MVP. And MVP. <laughs> and who's yours, Christina? Mine is Zendaya for responding with class and grace and all that good stuff when confronted with negativity. Yeah. And also for looking amazing. Oh, did she? Oh, she she looked fab. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I don't know who she is still, but good for her. She had one of those really sexy dresses that I could never wear because I'd feel like it's falling down because it's like, <laughs> no shoulders. <laughs> nice. Plus, she's also from the Bay Area, so shout out. Yay, Bay Area. That's pretty good. Cool. Um, Should we get into ship omens? I knew what yours was going to be. <laughs> you go first, then. Okay. 
Well, my first thought was Athelnar from Vikings, but I'm going to go with the Agent Carter finale, where Peggy was talking Howard down, and to get him to snap out of his, like, mind control brain wipe, she was talking to him about how she knows that he loves Steve, and she loved him, too. And it was a very sweet moment about them bonding over missing Steve. Aww. And it made me tear up a little bit. That is really sad. Because, like, plus... Peggy was doing it, like, over the mic, talking to him on the plane, so just like she was talking to Steve when he crashed. Oh my god, no! So it was like, oh my god. That's awful! I know, it hurt, but it hurt so good. (laughs) And, like, Jarvis is trying to find out if he needs to shoot Howard down at the time, and it's just like, oh my god. Oh my god, that's crazy. (laughs) I do need to watch this show. It's really good. It has its flaws in certain ways, but it's really enjoyable. Awesome. Um, so mine... <laughs> mine is the fact that Clayne got married. Clayne got married! Yay! You're, like, squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited because you know what this means? We still have four episodes of them being husbands before it ends. <laughs> And like I even I think for those of you who even follow me on Twitter, I was live tweeting the whole episode. <laughs> and I knew that I thought that they were getting married, but I wasn't sure. But you know what? I I think that Glee can end now with me being totally happy with the fact that they are husbands and they will be for a while. <laughs> and we're good. I mean like I'm so stoked and they're adorable and Yay! Yay! I can picture you just like giggling and clapping your hands in glee. <laughs> yeah, glee. Not intended. Yep. <laughs> um, just because you know what, I think it's really cool that they had a, well, not so much that they had a double wedding, but they had a wedding of, you know, two gay weddings, which is amazing, and it showed that like you know, it doesn't matter who you love as long as you are willing to work it out and spend the rest of your life you know, being together, and uh, Bert had this whole speech where he's like, I wouldn't waste a moment if I had known that it was the last moment I had with your mom, I wouldn't have wasted it, like, you never know how long life is, and you should just enjoy it, and that's sort of why they ended up getting married, because Blaine was like, you know what, we always come back to each other, and I know I want to be with you forever, and it's really sweet, and yay, I'm so happy for them. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> I have problems. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, I think we have a big announcement, Christina. We do. We have a website now. Yay! And Christina has worked really hard on this website, and it's awesome, you guys. Awesome. It is at alnmpodcast.com. And for those of you who don't know yet, well, because we haven't really told many people about the um, website yet, we're now doing three new um, installments, I guess, each week. We'll be doing Music Mondays, where we point you in the direction of some awesome music that's being that's stuck in our heads or new music from our favorite bands or whatever it is. Um, every Monday, we'll do a Music Monday. You can check it out on alnmpodcast.com. 
Thursdays, we do Throwback Thursday, where we talk about our favorite things from long ago. And our first installment was awesome. Yes, it was. Do you want to tell everyone what it was? Um, I profiled Legends of the Hidden Temple. I love that you found an entire playlist of it on YouTube. I just did a search for Google, and that playlist popped up, and I was just like, yes. And then our first two Music Mondays, for me, it was the Maine's new song, English Girls, from their album, um, American Candy, which comes out at the end of March. And yours, Christina, was? The Words by Christina Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as I said before, we're doing Fandom Fridays. So every Friday, we'll do a roundup of fandom news. We'll do casting news and just things that we won't be talking about on the podcast. So we don't eat up your time like I am now, <laughs> talking about like, oh, this person was cast in this. So if you guys want um, a roundup of weekly fandom news, you can check us out on ALNMPodcast.com every Friday for Fri- Fandom Fridays. And in the future, we're going to bring bringing you some exclusive articles and editorials that we'll be writing. Yeah, eventually we'll get around to that. Yeah, eventually. Christina's working on one now, and I keep saying I'm going to, so eventually I will. I promise. <laughs> Christina's just better at this than I am. <laughs> so everyone, go on the website and admire it, because Christina did a great job. Yay! Good job, Christina. And leave us your comments. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter by following ALNM Podcast. My personal Twitter is ALNM Kelly Lee, and Christina's, even though she's never on it, but you can tweet at her and she'll read it, is ALNM Christina. And we are also on Tumblr at ALNMpodcast.tumblr.com. Kelly is at xoxokellylee.tumblr.com, and I am at callmechristinae.tumblr.com. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? I'm sorry, I told you, every time I hear Call Me Christina, I'm like, hee hee, call me maybe. <laughs> I know, it's Call Me Ishmael, I get it. <laughs> I didn't think of the Call Me Maybe until after I chose it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> You know you can change it. I know, but I like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook by, by searching for a little nerd music podcast in your search bar or if you're friends with us you can click on the link at the top of our page and like it leave us comments pictures whatever you want video we'll we'll check it and i've been trying to be better about actually posting on it every once in a while (laughs) you can also find us on itunes where you can subscribe to get the newest episodes the minute they're put up or just look at old episodes yep that too um you can email us at alnmpodcast at gmail.com with all your questions, concerns, comments, whatever you want, general musings. <laughs> we love to hear from you guys. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at alnmpodcast. Yay! And everyone join us in a few weeks for episode 26. Um, we'll... Among other things, we'll be discussing the return of two of our favorite shows, Once Upon a Time and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay! I'm excited. I am, too. I'm, although, the Once Upon a Time new storyline, I'm just, like, not stoked for. I feel like I constantly am not interested when the storylines are starting, and then they actually get into it, and I'm like, yay! That's true. That's true. They do a good job of it, so we'll see how it goes. 
Um, yeah. So thank you for listening tonight, everyone. And we hope you enjoyed hearing the winners of the Fandom Academy Awards. Thank you all so much for voting. That was really awesome of you. And uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. The ground, the camera panned up, King pointed to the mountaintop, and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the war is won.